And we're back with another episode of the Anarchist Experience, episode 113, uh, coming at you live, maybe? I don't know. I don't know anymore. We're not sure. Uh, 113, coming at you podcast if you're listening that way. Uh, As always, I am your host, Mr. Rich E. Rich, along with... MC. And I'm going to give out the numbers, just because that's what I do. Uh, So if you happen to be listening to us and we're live... Uh, those numbers for you to dial are 303-335-9527 or 303-835-1301. That's 303-335-9527 or 303-835-1301. Uh, and if we happen to do this podcast only and you want to call those numbers, go ahead and leave us a message. And then we'll either discuss what you have to say or play that on the air um, until we figure out another way to to, to stay live. Uh, so, yeah, there you go. So what's going on with you this week, MC? Oh, not much. Monero and Bitcoin are going up. So that's about all that's going on in my life. I, I saw uh, Bitcoin touch 2,000. Was that? Yeah. And then right so, around so, there. Right, <laughs> I saw that, and then someone said, like, uh, anticipate the big sell-off. Right? Like, it's going <laughs> to, it, you know, like all the, the, the people who are, are too scared to hold right is like you know the 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 big sell off and then the crash and then the the rebuy in at uh, they they were predicting 1500 uh any thoughts on that um i would say there's probably not going to be a big sell off until it hits like 10,000 and then people will go oh what the heck were we doing and, and then then there's going to be a big sell off back to like 2000 okay uh, you think it's going I mean, I'm I'm not predicting that it'll hit ten thousand. I'm just predicting okay. that there's not going to be a huge huge sell off until there's a huge spike. Okay, and two thousand is not a big enough spike, in your opinion? Right. Yeah. I mean, okay. This is a, a worldwide phenomenon. It's like, you know, like uh, what's the market cap right now? Like, you know, thirty thirty billion, and like half of those coins are never going to be spent. So it's like fifteen billion. Uh, so fifteen billion. That's like you know, pocket change for Apple. Um, so yeah, this is, uh, I think, I think it's, I think 10,000 this year is not out of the question. Interesting. And then you also mentioned Monero. I was listening to another show and they brought up Monero, um, only in so far as to say that the, the people, um, like, uh, the, the Moneroites, I don't know the, the people who are really into Monero, um, don't like Zcash or Zcoin or one one of those two. Um, sure. Do you have any? Do you, do you know anything about those other two or, or any thoughts on that? Or um, I, I'm not I'm not going to hate on Zcoin too much. It's just that one of the things I don't like about them is they have a a developer fund. So ten percent of all the coins that are mined go directly to the developers, and they don't have to mine them. Um, you know that's good and bad. Um, if if okay. you're okay with uh, a cryptocurrency or organized more centrally and more like a corporation, then sure, go go with it. Um, I I don't think it's too dangerous. Um, uh, but the other thing is the distribution for Zcash is uh, it's it's going to take a few years before even half the coins are out there in the wild. So with Monero, we're already past that, that point where most of the coins are already mined and, and in the economy. So I think uh, it's more, uh, Monero's price is more justified than Zcash's 
and I and I don't know. I uh, I think there's a place for both of them, and that's that's the the cool thing about crypto yeah. is that uh, you know if if the price on one gets too high, like Bitcoin, oh people, are, oh two thousand dollars, that's just so much, you know, for one Bitcoin. Well, there's you know two thousand other ones out there uh, with lower prices and different <laughs> technologies, and and that's and, and I think people got it wrong. It's it's not so much you know Bitcoin is gonna replace the uh the monetary system but i think it's going to be the bitcoin ecosystem you know the, everything that, that built up around it and that includes monero and ethereum and all these other things uh that are popping up and, and that's to me even the more unstoppable part about it it's not it's not that bitcoin is unstoppable it's that the the idea uh, you know, just the technology around it uh, is uh, popping up all over the place, and so in, in the future, you know, might you n- might not even need the centralized stock exchange anymore, and that would be huge because that's how you know the banks get to manipulate prices and and uh, stuff like that. I mean, there's so I'm, I'm sure you've heard of uh, short selling, right? Yep, absolutely, big fan. Okay, so one of the ways you can short sell is that somebody somebody that has the shares has to put the, the shares up for to, for somebody else to borrow so that they can sell them and then buy them back at a lower price. And so for smaller companies, there might not be anybody really willing to you know give up their shares, you know, loan out their shares to somebody else so that they they can you know gamble with them. Yeah. Um, so you would expect that no one would be able to short that stock. Okay. Right? Sure. And so the scam part about it is there are people that are in high enough places and they have enough power and they can manipulate the system and basically they can short sell any stock out there. It doesn't matter if there's shares available or not. So that's kind of my idea of how you know everything is kind of manipulated um, and... And that's not and that wouldn't be possible in the in a crypto space. Um, it would it would be it would be possible on on exchanges, I guess. But in in the future, there's going to be a lot less, I guess, uh, ability to do that because uh, individual corporations might be able to be entirely in control of their own crypto coins. And and so if if they're able to do that, then you don't need necessarily need an exchange to, to you know sell your your shares. So um, right now, uh, Ethereum is actually working on a decentralized trading platform, so you can trade all other cryptocurrencies using the Ethereum network. And so that would get rid of uh, Poloniex, the website that the, that they exchange. Crypto's on or, or Coinbase, you know, stuff like that. Okay. Um, Coinbase is so, a big one. Yeah. So there's, there's with a lot mixed of, reviews. Yeah. And I, I haven't had any real problem with them except now that, you know, I can't use them in Hawaii. So um, I, I do appreciate that Coinbase took a, a, a little bit more cautious. Uh, route into into the the trading it took them a while to get their their uh they call it gdax gdax their their 
uh, Bitcoin exchange up and running. And so they have two different ways of buying and selling. Right. Uh, their first one just goes straight to your bank account. You sell it and you, you get the cash in your bank account. But now they actually have an exchange where you can actually hold U.S. dollars on, too. So okay. it took them a while to get that up and running. They didn't rush it. So I, I feel like they're putting extra effort. Um, but, you know, don't don't trust exchanges. You don't. There's no reason to trust an exchange. Just take your Bitcoin off the exchange and and uh, then you can be a little bit more safe than the average Joe. Right. Well, yeah. Yes and no. Right. I, I, I completely agree with you. But at the same time, I think. For the average person, the exchange serves a purpose, right? Like it, it, it adds um, a level of security, I guess, in my mind. I don't know how I'm, I'm trying to phrase this. Like when Bitcoin first came out, I downloaded, you know, the software. I had, you know, the wallet. And it was like on that computer, right? right. It was like, and that's where it stays, you know? Yep. So somewhere, you know, I don't, I don't, I don't think there's any Bitcoin in it because uh, I, I mined and mined and mined and never got one. Um, but anyway, so, you know, when, when people use the exchanges, they go like, well, it's, it's a protection, right? The service, the value add is like a protection against uh, something going wrong um, with where your, your, you know, where your wallet is stored. Right, they go like, well, if you lose your wallet in real life, you lose all the cash in it. So if you lose your digital <laughs> wallet, you lose all the cash in it. And then people go like, well, that's why I put most of my cash in a bank. Right? So and I right. carry a small amount of cash, you know, right. in the wallet. Um, but the mo- the majority of it goes where there's like security and protection and insurances against loss. Right. right? And I think you know the the exchanges serve that purpose. Um, what gets me is when you say, and I, I read this too. That you know, Coinbase is no longer able to operate uh, in in Hawaii, where we do the show from. If you're if you're clueless about that, um, and I go, well, man, s- stuff like that is is bothersome to me because I remember the original appeal of Bitcoin and crypto in general, right? And they they've morphed it over time to so it's not what it is. Uh, or not what it was, uh, what it was projected to be and, and made out to be. And that was, you know, like the anarchist currency, right? The non-Federal Reserve dollar for all your anarchy needs. Just spend your, you know, your, your crypto Bitcoin amongst each other and there's no way for the government to track it, right? And it's anonymous. So it's just, you know, all that, all that stuff that they talked about, like in the beginning, Right. And as and and which is why, it, you know, which is honestly why it hit my radar. Right. Like, you know, I, like I said, I have, I have two main interests, uh, anarchy and tech. And that was like, you know, the 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 combining of both. Right. Like all oh, this Bitcoin thing, you know, the, the tech people are talking about it. The anarchists are loving it. Um, you know, and the anarchists were loving it for what I just said. And the tech people were, you know, loving it because like, oh, who knows what there's, there's so many opportunities for what this could be. Uh, but then, like you know, the exchanges and all the big uh, Bitcoin companies uh, out there, they started to like seek legitimacy, <laughs> and in doing so, uh, put themselves like in the crosshairs of the state. Uh, and, and so far as you know, doing what the state says they need to do and following the state's rules. And uh, hello, state, uh, you know, we're not sure what we're doing here. So can you guys like pass a law so we have a guideline? as to what we're allowed and what we're not allowed to do. Oh, we're not allowed to do that. Okay. Thank you very much. You know, like that sort of crap, um, that's been going on, uh, recently. 
uh, or maybe not so recently, but uh, you know, after the original appeal uh, of Bitcoin, because it's been what like almost a decade now that Bitcoin's been around. Like, when was the first? When was the first Bitcoin mined? Yeah, almost uh, two thousand nine, something like that. Okay, so yeah, so they you know they've they've had all this time, right? And if they would, uh, and my preference, right? And and you know I didn't create Bitcoin, so I don't get to tell them what to do. But my preference would have been that it stayed, you know, on the underground, right? That it was like, you know, traded in dark alleys and shady corners, you know, with missing streetlights uh, amongst people who just wanted to, you know, buy and sell stuff uh, and, and trade with each other um, without the the peering eyes of the state. Um, and then hopefully, you know, I know we, we talk about Monero in this case, uh, MC, uh, as the, you know, the, the crypto that allows you to do that. Um, but it's still not the, it, you know, it, it's the catch 22 where, you know, they the, the Bitcoin has the first mover advantage. They're the ones out there. They're the ones getting all the attention. Um, and you know, uh, so goes Bitcoin. So goes crypto in the minds of, of the, the vast majority of people, the populace out there. Um, because when it's talked about, right, when crypto is mentioned, it's mentioned as Bitcoin, right? You know? So when people hear, you know, when people people need to learn uh, about all these other cryptos like Zcash, like Zcoin, like Monero, you know, Litecoin. Remember Dogecoin? What a fun trip that was. Uh, <laughs> it still is. What do you mean? <laughs> <laughs> Holy, I haven't I haven't seen, read, or heard anything about Dogecoin in years. It's kind of like it, it spiked, and it was you know it was the biggest uh, troll coin ever. Uh, and then it is just like, you know, all other internet memes, it kind of just still traded and it's still up there in the charts. Let me see what number goes faded off right into obscurity. As far it's, as the news is it's, concerned, it's number 16 right now. It jumped 20% today. Um, it's spiking again. I mean, it's, it's got a 200, what is it? 200 million. I can't read this. Who's legitimately now. accepting Dogecoin for services though? Uh, it's not all about that, and that's that's kind of the point. Um, so, going back to your your original concern with the, with the wallets, the whole thing is be your own bank, and so there are safeguards you can you can implement uh, to make it less risky. Um, so it's not just a wallet; it's you're actually a bank, and you can you can back up your wallet in different places. You can make a paper wallet. You can put your paper paper wallet in a giant safe if you want, you know, make it fireproof and all that stuff. Um, you could even you know en engrave it in metal, so it can't possibly burn, you know. <laughs> and send it to the moon like Ernest Hancock wanted to do. Yeah, yeah, and uh, and that's still somebody wants to do that with with Monero. Actually, so there's a there's a project that's some guy is going to give give away 10,000 Monero for somebody to make a self-replicating uh robot and send it send it to the moon. Um, nice. It's just it's just crazy, but <laughs> you know, eventually 10,000 Monero might, you know, be worth a billion or two and somebody'll you know actually take them up on that, but I don't really want to see a self-replicating robot go to the moon, but <laughs> Because then it'll Whatever. just it'll it'll overrun the moon. I, it, who knows? It'll, like, it'll just self-replicate like a virus until it eats up the yeah. moon. Okay. Like, what, what, why would you pay somebody to do that? You know that's not even funny. 
It'd be a trip, right? All of a sudden, like, the moon just starts to disappear over time as the robots get bigger and stronger and faster and better. Yeah, and but the moon would probably expand and, you know... What if, then what? Wouldn't the robots need... Well, I, I'm thinking the robots would use, like, moon resources, lunar resources to... to yeah, but it, they, it wouldn't burn it. It would, you know, just incorporate it into its, you know... It's completely burn. theoretic at this point. I mean, All of a sudden, the moon disappears, know, the tides go away. T- ten ten thousand years from now, if humans are still around, I mean, the Earth probably isn't going to be the Earth anymore. It's just going to be this, you know, huge machine. <laughs> you know, <laughs> once we once we can uh, harness the the energy from the core. Yeah. We, well, so the first thing about energy that that. I think I mentioned it before, is thor- thorium. Thorium is the most abundant source of energy on the planet. Yes, we've talked about it. At the moment. And, uh, and, and the good thing is right now is that corporations are taking it up on their own. So they're taking uh, individual um, contributions and uh, investments to make a thorium reactor a reality. So they're not waiting for the government to fund it. Uh, which is which is a great thing. Um, the government's still in the way, obviously, um, but hopefully it, it happens because the the thorium plants they can do all kinds of great things, including like desalinate water. Um, they can uh, actually get they can burn the the previous uh, horrible uh, waste from from previous plants. Okay, um, they can make medical uh grade radioactive materials um yeah so lot, lots of good uh opportunities there in thorium but yeah anyway back to what i was saying yeah be your own bank um that's that's the real draw here so it doesn't matter so much how easy it is to use cryptocurrencies at the moment um it's just getting into something that is not uh, the the fiat currency. Um, so for Dogecoin, for example, you know, as as much of a joke as it is, and it is, it's less of a joke than the U.S. dollar. Fair. And so this is this is like how you can, to me, how you can gauge this 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 market is. Uh, people need to get out of the dollar. And this is a great opportunity to do it because you you can trade it um, and you can store it easily and you can back it up and you can basically be your own bank. Um, So I guess when I look at Dogecoin, right, I go, well, trade for what? Right. You you can trade it for for other cryptos and for uh, back into dollars when, you know, when you can get twice as many. Okay. So if you would have bought Dogecoin. You know, a couple months ago, you could sell them and get twice as many dollars today. See, and this is the, this is the discussion that we've we've had in the past, right? And I I completely I understand your perspective, and I get it. So I don't I don't necessarily want to like argue the point um, with you, but when you say that, right? Like in my in my unenlightened, right, non comprehensible mind. Right, I go like that. That seems like an inevitable crash on the horizon. Right, like it's a wave. Yeah. Okay, 
Um, and it could be. And, that, and part of the problem is that the U.S. dollar is controlled uh, centrally. And so, you know, at, at some point, I think the bankers are going to have enough money in their, in their chest, in their, in their banks. They're going to have, they're, they're all going to believe that they earned the money that they have. And they're going to see prices going up. And they're going to be like, well, you know, even though I have all this money, and I can print more. I still don't like it when prices go up because I want I want prices to stay the same or go down because, you know, it's it's just so much better for me if they do it because I already have all this money. I just don't want to spend any of it. So I like it when prices go down. So eventually, the bankers are going to have enough money enough money in their in their coffers, and they're going to uh, raise interest rates, and then the dollar all of a sudden is going to become you know worth more. We're going to have a uh, deflation instead of inflation, and uh, you know, cryptos are going to be hurt by that. Right. I guess I. I again, I hear that. Anything though. I hear that. Anything though. I hear that. I understand. I guess I when I think about all the trading, right? When I think about you know the trading from Bitcoin to Monero back to Bitcoin to Dogecoin to you know to all all that like you know all that um, value or money's trading hands, right? I liken it. To the stock exchange, because that's the only other like real life um, example right. that I have for this sort of activity. And yep. but but when I look at the stock exchange, I go, "Wow, look at all these companies, right, uh, uh, offering their stock to the public um, or to investors, but also offering goods and services to the public." And you know the the value of the company and the the the. Um, the direction that the the investors trade in, right, whether the stock is going up or down, is somewhat, maybe not the best, maybe definitely not the only, but is used as an indicator as to how good of a job this particular company is doing at providing those goods and services uh, to the general public, right? And then I look at I look at crypto. Right. And, and, you know, and that's, that's why I ask trade for what, you know, trade back, trade from dollars to crypto back to dollars. Okay. Well, there's like, you know, hundreds of crypto now. And if the only service that they're offering is the ability to convert it back and forth into something that you can use to spend on something else, I don't, I, I don't see, I'm unable to envision the sustainability that's the whole purpose of, of money. I mean, you, you, you work to transfer your work into something that you can trade for something later. So it's just another extension of, of the idea of money. Um, and in the world where we have fiat currency, this offers uh, an alternative. And so I'm not saying that Bitcoin is going to replace the U.S. dollar anytime soon, but it's it's an alternative and uh so who's accepting dogecoin as money that's 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 the that's the end node that i want to get to well right if it's just an intermediary exchange other it's it's just people exchanging to try to is a lot of it's gambling it's an unnecessary middleman but it, it it has its own technology and its own rules and and people uh Where's the, uh, again? Again, my question. I'm not, I don't expect you to like have an answer, but like my my question is like, where's the value add, right? What in, in Dogecoin? 
Well, in in Dogecoin specifically, because it's the most so, ludicrous example that I can think of, okay. right? I don't know about so all the other cryptos out there. So the value is in in the technology, and uh, the the distribution method. So it's it's mineable. So people pay electricity to get the Dogecoin. Um, the technology is it's uh, dis distributed um, at a, a constant five five percent per year. So there's like billions of them out there, and that was part of the joke. Was you know they, they're just gonna make so many of them, they're just gonna give them away, and and make them easily spendable because uh, they're so cheap that that people are gonna use them before they use cash because they're trying to get rid of them. Um, but of course, mostly most people just trade them for cash. But um, <laughs> but anyway, so so that was the. The goal was was actually to create a joke. Um, fortunately, the joke is is worth uh, you know a lot to people who want to be able to trade it and speculate. <laughs> so, um, th anyway, one of the values is the rules that it has. So it has a certain amount of Dogecoin out there, and so you can make a calculated guess on how much they're they're going to be worth in the future. And if okay. You own a large portion of them like if you you know a couple months ago you would have been able to you know buy one percent of all the dogecoins in the world uh for a fairly low low price and, okay and some people speculated that hey dogecoin is pretty cool it's got this meme behind it you know it's got this stupid dog and and uh you know it's got commercial uh interest in it right so you you know Owning it might not be a bad thing, so people speculated on it, and now the price is going up because there's only so many of them out there. People know exactly how many are going to be released the next year, and so you can make calculations on future value. And especially if you're the one, you know, jacking the price up by buying more of them. Um, so it's kind of like it's kind of like a stock in the stock market, like you said, um, and. And it has and it has a price. That's one of the best things about these things. It's like they they have a price. Even the even the shittiest you know coins out there like Dogecoin have a price, and you can uh, you can make it go up and down, and you can uh, hold on to them if you want, and you can speculate on them, and you can trade them, and you know. See, it's shit like this, MC, that makes you go like, we should just start our own coin. Yes, but the only problem is that everybody else is already doing that. Well, yeah, so but clearly I, it doesn't matter. <laughs> you just people but, will just trade in and out of you know in and out of our coin, just like they do everything so, else. So, and that and that's why I say Monero is my coin. It's the one that that I hold. I feel like I'm uh, uh, like a uh, an uh, owner part part yeah part owner of it. A stakeholder. Yeah, definitely. Okay. And 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 the reason why I chose that is because the technology behind it i think is superior to bitcoin um it's not as tested as bitcoin um so there's more danger involved um but uh i i like the uh the idea and the right. the premise about about this you know this extra security on it i guess for me the the the, the biggest obstacle or hurdle that i have to overcome um, and I'm realizing this as you're saying it, right, is that I have to stop thinking about it in terms of other things, right? Because you go, well, it's kind of like a stock exchange, but it's not, right? Then I, then you said, well, it's, it's, like, it's like money. And I go, well, then, okay, so it's like a foreign exchange currency, 
But then even a foreign exchange currency, I, I, you know, if I, if I have the, you know, the, the rupees or the, the yuan or the yen, right. I can still use that to like buy foreign goods. Yeah. And right? I, but I if, would say Bitcoin and Monero are not money yet, but that's what they're aiming to be. Okay. So it's, it's, it's something that is still new and still, you know, figuring out its place in the world. And that's part of the, the, the draw of it too. And, you know, it's the, it's the idea that this, these things are more powerful right now than, than some countries, some countries currencies are worth less than, than, uh, than Bitcoin is. Okay. But even, but if I hold those countries dollars, I can buy those countries goods. Like there's, that's the end node that I'm talking about, right? Like I can, yeah. I can get something for it at somewhere at some point for now. Sure. But you know, Bitcoin's only been around for 10 years and right. And, but look how far it has come, you know, everybody, right. everybody at least has heard of it. Yeah. Um, and I get it with and, Bitcoin because there's Bitcoin, you know, there's the Bitcoin ATMs, there's the Bitcoin merchants, there's, you know, there's the the listing of the uh, of of local bitcoin places where i can go like spend my bitcoin for whatever reason and then i but i look down the line at other cryptos right who haven't made those strides into those venues yet and i go well okay what's what's the end goal is that the goal are you trying to like are you going to no. catch up to bitcoin or are you just i th I, th I think you're trying to read read too too much into it there there well, is cause no people are still goal. trading it's, dogecoin yeah but there's no there's no end goal for them i mean there it's it's like uh you know people trying to make money and okay try to uh you know gain uh uh wealth i mean that's that's really to me like the 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 goal is to increase wealth and i think bitcoin and the ecosystem does that. Okay, it increases the the wealth of the world, and especially, um, I, I thought it was funny because the you know th there was only something like eight hundred people that that uh, put anything about Bitcoin in their in their tax returns, right? Uh, um, Foolishness. So there's obviously you know a lot of people who are not doing that, and that's 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 a good thing. So as long as that trend continues i think uh it'll add even more value to the world okay well then 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 when you again then i hear what you said about zcash and i go well they they've got the right idea then right if they can if they can popularize yeah. their coin and then get uh yeah. what i'm going to say and virtually free them. money i'm not knocking them at all but i just you know it, as an investment and um as as a strategy for a world currency i i don't think they're there yet i i say give them five to ten years and then if if you really like zcash buy zcash but well if that's um, but the, if the goal is for the owners right to make money and the developers to make money right and they have this you know 10 percent pool right we're like yeah whatever you mind we get 10 percent of it and they just amass like a mini war chest that they then convert to Bitcoin or dollars, right? Like that's right. The, that's where I'm saying you know the the money's at or the you know kind of trying I mean, to follow the money trail here. But for me, it's like I I I bought Monero and 
the goal isn't for me to change into dollars or Bitcoin. The goal is to have it until there's no longer a need to change into Bitcoin or, or U.S. dollars. Yeah. Um, obviously, at the, at the moment, um, you know, there's which, not which is also why I'm not using that. Monero as my big example of the unnecessariness. Right. Like I, I understand the, the goal of like Bitcoin and Monero. It's like all the other ones like up and coming that I go, well, what's why are you necessary? How are you different? And what's, you know, well, what's, and that's what's your why pledge? there's two, 2000 plus of them, because, you know, everybody has to make their own determination on on what is valuable and what isn't. And so Monero's features are one of the reasons why it's valuable. Absolutely. Um, now any, anybody can duplicate Monero. You can you can take their code and you know start another n- node up, and you could Monero, or uh, you call it Pornero. We just make a new currency, <laughs> right? <laughs> all right. Available for all Triple X websites. Right, and uh, but to me, there's not really a need to do that because Monero already exists. I mean, you can just start buying the currency and call it your own at that point. You know, there's no. To me, there's no reason unless unless you want to uh, try to get people to buy your scam coin, basically. Um, so there's well, isn't that what everyone else is doing though? Like that's that's so what I'm a, saying. There's a joke in the Monero community that that uh, there's so one of the lead developers. Actually, I wouldn't even call him a lead developer. One one of the mo- most outspoken people on Monero is is Fluffy Pony. Uh, that's his uh, pseudonym or whatever. Great name. Um, and so he uh, he says there's going to be an exit scam in 2023, and that that's his joke, you know. Okay. Um, whether or not there is, nobody really knows. I mean, that's just part of of the game is uh, trying to guess what other people are going to do. Um, but ex- that's not why I'm buying it. I'm not buying it to get out in 2023, um, even though I'm hoping that it'll be worth a lot more by then. Right. See, and and again, I understand that for Bitcoin. I understand that for Monero. It's it's all the other intermediaries, you know, that I go like, well, is is Dogecoin gonna get the wide adoption where, you know, people are either holding it or trading it or whatever. But if I if I end up with a bag full of Dogecoin, at the end of the day, right? Can I get real goods it. and services? Right, well, someone has to, like you said, there has to be a willing buyer. If someone offers you a, a bag of Dogecoin for to you know to do some work, you could look at the price, the current price right now, and you could make a determination whether it's worth it to you or not. And then if you want to hold on to this Dogecoin, you can. And if you like, this is stupid. I'd rather have Bitcoin or U.S. dollars. Then that option is available. So you know you, you can still do business. For Dogecoin. When does Dogecoin um, run out of buyers, and who's going to be holding that uh, theoretical bag of Dogecoin that they can't get anything for? It, it, it doesn't matter. That's the whole point. Like, it has to matter. It's like someone has. <laughs> eventually, someone is either going to be super rich or super poor, and that's probably going to you know happen to you know everybody at some point, and you, you can't take it with you when you die anyway. So, <laughs> so we're just riding it out. Just hold yeah, crypto I mean, until you die. No, I'm not saying to do that. What I'm saying is you have to make your own determination on what is valuable to you or not. And so so for All me, right. uh, it's Monero. the opportunity to, to be my own bank and, and hold a private uh, 
you know, basically untraceable currency when it, so I can spend it without anybody knowing, um, I, that's valuable to me. So right now in Bitcoin world, if, if Mr. Satoshi himself decided to spend some of his original Bitcoin that he mined in 2009 and 10, um, everybody would know about it and be like, holy shit, you know, the market's going to drop because he's going he's gonna, to you know, drop it on the market. and you know, He's going to unload. Sell a billion dollars worth of it and the market's going to drop. But um, someone has to be there to buy it. Well, there's always a buyer at some price. Okay. So if he if he dropped it back down to two hundred dollars, you know who cares? He's still getting two to a hundred dollars per Bitcoin, and he's got you know twenty thousand of them. So who you know he's not going to care. He's he's super rich anyway. All right. I hear what you're saying, and I guess I the the whole you know the the whole what's it worth trying, to you thing. You're you're trying I'm to trying look to... at it as like an end game, like like. What is it going to come? What what is going to become of all these things? And the answer is nobody knows. I mean, Bitcoin could could turn you know just disappear. You know, Monero could hit hit ten thousand dollars, and 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 Bitcoin could hit two dollars, and be like, and people are just going to forget about Bitcoin after a while. You know, it, that could happen. You know, who knows? Right. Or the opposite could happen, and and Bitcoin could could you know hit a million dollars a coin and. And the, all the world government's gonna freak out because oh my gosh we gotta we gotta print more money to buy Bitcoin so we can run our government you know I don't freaking know it just you know, there's there is no end goal like there's well, just people there's just people doing things and uh, and I go and back to the, Dogecoin and I go who's treating this as more than just a joke right like I would totally buy Dogecoin as a joke right like ah hey, look at me I've got Dogecoin. Even I, that, that was another one, right? Like for a while I had the Bitcoin software on my computer. I had the Litecoin software on my computer and I was like mining Dogecoin, just turn it on and walk away. <laughs> but I don't, you know, but, but whatever, right? Just, just, if, just for if, shits and giggles though. No real yeah, purpose. If you, if you bought some at the beginning of this year, you'd, you'd have many times worth your, uh, well, not many times, well, about three, you know, 300% gain since January. All right. And and to, and to me again, I you know no offense because I I hear and I I sort of get everything you say. I go that that three hundred percent gain uh, seems fantastical. But it, that's that's yeah, price in U.S. dollars. But that's that's the, the the craziness of it right now is everything goes goes up and down and up and down. And so there's a lot of speculation involved. I mean, the. the the market hasn't made up its mind yet on what all this is worth. Okay. At some at some point, if Bitcoin is around, you know, used widely enough around the world, um, where people are not, uh, what do you call it? Uh, I don't know. Surprised if you were trading it, like if if the you know the average person uses it, um, then you can call it money. Um, then it will be boring. Then it'll be less speculative. And then the most important thing would be is, is you know, what, what is the price of milk today rather than what is the price of Bitcoin today? Sure. Because you, know? you, is- you, can't, you can't call something money if, if you can't uh, price everyday goods with it, right? Sure, sure. Yeah, yeah. Let's stick with that. So what is the price of milk in Dogecoin? 
Yeah, oh, I, I, just I don't know, and, and it doesn't and it doesn't matter. That's not yeah. the purpose of, of, right. of Dogecoin at at the moment. You know, the, the, the other th- purpose of Dogecoin is is really it was created as a joke to. But clearly, it's not a joke. Bring if it's it, it number is, if it's, it's, it's number sixteen. Joke. Okay, it's it's a valuable joke, but it's still a joke, and it would be funny if it suppressed Bitcoin. It would be funny. <laughs> it would it would so, be the end so, of the world. It wouldn't though. That's the thing. It would just it would just shoot up at a super high price. Like let's say Apple wanted to buy all the Dogecoin in the world, right? All right. So they buy they push the price up to you know two hundred billion dollars, and it surpasses Bitcoin. You know who okay. cares? You all know, right. The question is, are you going to buy the Dogecoin from Apple when they decide to sell it or not? You know, and and at that point, who cares? Like, if you want it, you want it. If you don't, you don't. <laughs> it's, it's let Apple hold. Let out, leave <laughs> Apple holding the bag. The the other thing that I want to <laughs> yeah. I, I want to bring up because you said it twice, and like I I, I take issue with it, and I, and I don't want to forget about it a second time, is the whole, um, you know, uh, crypto allows you to be your own bank, right? And I I, I see. I see the, you know, the, the thrill behind like being your own bank, but I don't see like the benefit of being your own bank unless you can like do what banks do. And that is loan money out at interest and hold other people's monies for a fee. And you can do that. And there there is ways to do that. Um, There's some people that, that allow you to short Bitcoin and uh, people are able to lend out their their money to other people. Un- unfortunately, um, if you don't have a lot of commercial interest, you're going to have a hard time finding somebody who'd want to pay interest on Bitcoin, you know, so they right. can borrow it borrow it from you because it's like just it. it's just you know goes up and down so much. You you want some people that do borrow it borrow it for a short amount of time. They don't want to you know borrow it for like a ten year ten year loan or anything because yeah. they would they would go bankrupt trying to pay it back. Um, so yeah, but I mean, I've loan sharked money to people before. Like that was, you know, at, at one time I had enough, um, enough like liquidity, you know, where I can be like, all right, dude, I can give you the money, but you know, I, I need some interest on this, you know, on this short term loan. Right. So So does that make me a bank? Like, do I, am I my own bank when I lend friends money at interest? Sure. If that's the way you want to look at it, but. Uh, if, if you're doing cash deals, if you have cash, then then the the point of the, of of a bank is is a place to hold your money and store it, right? Sure. That's I mean that's the that's the number one. And, so my so, my wallet is my bank, just like you know, just like my crypto wallet is my makes me my crypto bank. Well, your wallet isn't really your isn't really your bank because you, someone can steal your wallet pretty easily. But if you wanted to. You know, take take a wallet and put it in a safe, and then that you know that could be your bank, right? Okay. Um. So that and and so you, you can you can store your own money somewhere. And and when I say your own money, what if you want to be a bank? You're, the the reason you would do it is if you had a lot of money. And so okay, you know, if you had a hundred thousand dollars, you wouldn't put that in your wallet and walk around with it, right? So that you would need a bank. You would need a place to put it, and not fear it walking away hopefully and so okay. that's why if you want to be your own bank you can do that because it's so easy to hide and uh secure i'm, I'm not saying super easy but uh 
it might even be more secure not to put it in a safe because you know people might target a safe right <laughs> so, we're talking about the crypto wallet at this point yeah yeah the paper you can make a paper wallet and you can put it anywhere okay and you can disguise the the numbers and you can and so you can uh you know make it hard hard to uh decipher and as long as you're the only one that knows how to get it then then it's pretty secure so the sec the security of the crypto wallet is the feature that people are looking at when they say like be your own bank store yeah, your money securely if so if you didn't want to store your money at an actual bank a physical bank and you Which, had a lot of money where would you store it you know you could buy a bunch of gold and hide it in your backyard or you know whatever right but what where other than that what would you do if you had a large large amount of money and you wanted to store it all my friends say buy real estate um sure um if the problem is that i think the the market's kind of in a real estate bubble right now and that's propping the whole rest of the market up and and uh so that's why you know people like me and peter schiff think the market's headed for for its doomsday um but it could go on for another 10 years who knows well and i and i i'm with you partially because i've heard peter schiff talk on the issue um and it's the it's one of the only things that alters my mindset when I'm talking to real estate people about real estate, right? Because they're like, you know, buy the house and get you know get the the increased value and you know uh, over time and you sell it for more. Like everything that like fucked everybody up on the last bubble, right? They're saying yeah. again. Yeah, um, but for a real estate agent, there's never a bad time to buy. <laughs> Whether it's up or it's down, just buy, buy, buy. <laughs> well, it's, it's not just agents. It's like, you know, investors too, right? People that, that own the properties. Yeah. Um, and I go, well, like even, even, even my wife, right, has that mentality, right? Let's just buy a place, any place, right? And then right. do whatever it takes to, you know, like live there for however long we have to before we can, you know, rent it out or, yeah. or sell it off or do whatever yeah. and... Peter Schiff has a good calculation to find out whether it's worth it or not. Okay. And that it's pretty simply based on rent. So if, if rent is cheaper than buying it, why the hell would you buy? Like just, just rent it's, and you could pocket the extra money and make interest or, you know, make trades on it or short the market. And when it crashes, uh, then you can, you know, ha you could pay it with cash. You could okay. buy something with cash. So that's, that's, it, it's all based on rent. If rents are super high, and you know you need a place to live obviously and it's yeah. and it's cheaper to buy than than buy sure but i don't think we're in that position right now not okay. even in, in hawaii i don't think i, what, I might be wrong but and if what my what my mom has said right and i i don't take her advice because that's why i'm still you know a renter and a freeloader um but she always said like the reason the reason to buy even if it's more expensive is because eventually you don't have to pay the rent like if you rent Yes, you can pocket that extra money, but you will be you will have that rent payment forever, right? Sure. And and you know what? Thirty years is a lifetime, and you might be stuck with that forever. <laughs> or or you could do what a lot of people do: just you know, buy it whatever price it is. If the market cl collapses, walk away from the house, dump it on somebody else, and, and okay, you know, ho hopefully you have enough money to either rent another place. Or, uh, you know, buy another place if the bank will allow you. See, and, and when, I, when I think about, you know, where, when and where I want to buy a house, I go like, 
No, I don't want it. I, I, I want like the, the most least valuable house in the nicest neighborhood. Right. Right. Because I don't, I don't want to sell it. I want to live there. Right. Like that's, that's where I live. That's, it's not like, it's not an investment. It's not, you know, an asset. It's, it's, it's my shelter, my protection, my domicile, my castle, my kingdom, you know, and then I want to be in a nice neighborhood so I don't have to worry about, you know, people fucking with me. Um, and then I want it to be valued least in that neighborhood, uh, because I, I recognize that there's still a state that it's going to charge me property tax and I want them to think it's like the worst house they've ever seen. Like, oh no, you, this is not worth anything. We can only get, you know, 50 bucks a year out of you. <laughs> right. Wouldn't that be great? Um, so, and, and again, part of that mentality is because I've heard Peter Schiff, right. Talk about, talk about the, the last bubble, how it was formed. And basically what you just said, MC, which was, you know, it's a, a factoring in, you know, the, the cost of rent. Um, and so far, every time, you know, someone goes like, oh, yeah, looking, you know, the house, the house, you know, what can you get? I go, well, damn, like, I don't want to I don't want to pay that. Right. Like that's that's more than I'm paying now um, for rent more. Definitely more than I pay now, because like I said, I'm currently freeloading and looking to looking to change that soon, sooner than later. Um, but when I was renting, like there was nothing there was there was no house or condo or anything like that available to purchase that would have saved me money, uh, on a monthly basis. Right. It was like, well, you gotta, you gotta save up this much to put this much down. And then this is how much the, the mortgage is going to be. And then don't forget about every other expense that comes along with owning. I go, well, I don't, I don't, I don't want it. And I don't need it. I'll just rent. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, we, we kind of got off, a little off track there as far as, you know, what, where do you put your money if you know it, to store it instead of in a bank or, or whatever um and yeah so like you know right now right now it's in the wallet right like you know i've, I've got i've got enough funds in the bank to uh, to to make payments for like monthly bills and part of that for me you know my my general concern and my strategy and we've talked about this before is um i don't trust i don't trust the state having access to my funds. Right. Right. Like if, if, you know, I, and I have, I have multiple bank accounts with very little money in them. Um, just, just in case they find one, I can transfer across. So the, the banks are doing a horrible job being a bank because they let the government inside. They just take it whenever they want without even telling you, just take it. Like it's, it's not a very good bank. You know, a good bank would be like, uh, you know, tell you, hey, the the government is trying to get funds from us, um, but we're gonna we're gonna tell them no, and you can come and take your money, uh, just just in case, you know, we'll, we'll we'll put it outside, you know, for you in a in a separate area so that you can come and get it, so you can deal with your money, um, you know, but the the banking system is is an agent of the state at the moment, yeah, so. It's, it's really scary. Yeah. So I don't want to, like I said, I, I, I keep as little money there as possible um, for for fear of the day that they come looking for me and, you know, like, oh, we've, we've freezed your assets. I'm like, well, that's fine with me because I'm, you know, I'm cash positive and I'm, you know, I'm going to get some crypto, you know. Um, 
so yeah, like that, that, you know, doing that wouldn't necessarily slow me down. Um, I mean, it would inconvenience me a little bit. And we talked about that before, right? Like, you know, being, being cash, being cash only, uh, for the good part of like, you know, five, four, five, four, five years, almost, yeah, four, four, five would have been five years, four years cash only for me. Like I, I, I know how to survive with, you know, what I'm able to make, um, without worrying about, you know, where it goes. Um, and then get, getting, you know, roped into the credit. So they, you know, it, it would be an inconvenient for me to, to not have the bank and not have access to it. Um, but I've definitely proven to myself the ability to live without it. Um, and so if I have so to continue to go so ahead, you're using the bank mostly as a, as a way to do business with people more than the storage. Yeah, but I don't have to, right? Like, you know, if, if I had, to, if I had to, if I had to walk down to the, the places that I owe money to and, and pay my bills in cash, right. right? I'm capable of doing that for the, the only check that I wrote, um, in that, in, you know, in those like four year period of time, well, maybe not the only, but basically on a, on a regular basis, the only check that I wrote was to, um, to my landlord, right? I, I, I wrote a rent check and that was it. Um, everything else was, you know, like auto pay through the bank or I paid cash when I went there. Like that was it. And I think the only, you know, the only couple things I had on auto pay was, um, my internet service, uh, and my gym membership, you know, I want storage, but everything else was like, you know, I, when I need it, I go buy it. And that's, you know, that's the end of that. Even my phone, right. I've, I've been prepaid for, you know, five or six years now. Um, where at the beginning of the month I walk down, I, I give the store cash for the, the little money card. And then I buy my phone bill for the month. Right. And I, I don't have, I don't have a car payment. I don't have, you know, when I go down to fix my moped, Right. They, they love me because I go, how much? And then I go like, well, let me see if I have that in cash. Right. <laughs> and sometimes I do. Most times I do. I, I've been lucky on that. And I usually don't take it in unless I can pay them in cash. Because, again, for me, that's that's the way I prefer to pay. Um, and I know for the business, if they're smart, that's the way they'd, they'd rather get paid because uh, there's no fees. And, you know, when I used to buy my uh, gym supplements, I pay cash, too. And I used to get a cash discount there. It used to be like, you know, uh, 60 bucks, uh, on the label for, you know, like a, a five pound container of protein powder. And all of a sudden it's like, mark down a 55. Oh, how are you going to pay cash? Just give us 50 bucks and we're good. You know? Mm-hmm. So like a 20% savings basically, or close to a 20% savings just for, just for, you know, making it easier on them by paying them cash. Um, and hopefully, you know, as, as you said, as things move forward, you know, it'll be priced in Monero or priced in Bitcoin. Um, and then better the better in Monero, uh, cause then we can eliminate the, the state's ability to interfere at all with that transaction, um, until the day Monero gets too important and they start looking at, uh, looking for state regulators to come in and tell them how to operate too. Right. Yep. And, and that's another reason not to get involved in crypto is is uh we don't know yet the the extent uh ab- about how much the state can damage um the usability or credibility of of the cryptocurrencies well they can kick an exchange right on out of the state as we know with coinbase in, in hawaii yep right what if what Very what true. what would happen to all my mo- all my bitcoin if i just had it in coinbase like, oh, oh they, sorry. They took, 
they told everybody ret- in Hawaii to get their money out, uh, either take out Bitcoin or take out U.S. dollars. Well, yeah, but I mean, you know, that you know, the, but you lose that you lose that service, right? Right. And if it if it's a if it's a it's not just a Coinbase ban, right? So all of a sudden you're back to oh my god, all, I have all this Bitcoin now. I need to you know either get it in dollars and put it in a real bank, which is not ideal. Or I put it in, you know, uh, a regular Bitcoin wallet, um, which again I, I lose all the security of being able to use the exchange, all because all because you know the state decided that this company wasn't going to be able um, to to operate here, right? They're making a big deal now, um, just to, to switch topics real quickly, about like Uber getting back into Austin, right, and Lyft being able to go back. Like the the state has finally granted them permission to resume operations. Uh, do, do you know why? No, I, I, I because because unregulated versions of Uber were were taking hold. Well, there you go. See, so that's why they they said, well, I guess the Uber is better than than the unregulated. the ones you can't stop. Yeah, the ones you. <laughs> so so they had this one where it would just it would tell you how much you owe, but it was more of a this is how much you should donate, right? Yeah, and so people could you know usually. They would pay that plus a couple dollars tip. Yeah. Um, but, you know, if you didn't pay, then, you know, that's just tough luck for the person driving around. But um, so Uber has, you know, a few extra uh, safeguards. And so you basically the, the person has an account. Both people have an account with Uber. And so when you get in the car, you're automatically getting billed. Um, so that is a more centralized version but the decentralized one is is more just a way to you know hook up uh you know a driver with a a passenger um efficiently and even less costly because you don't have to worry about the Uber company uh getting involved right i wonder i'm i'm scrolling through here because at one point before Uber got uh exploded in popularity um I decided, hey, I'm just going to do that here, right? Like, you know, how hard would it be to start like a mystery machine service? Uh, so, so here locally, right in Hawaii, I just said like, you know, this is also like the Bitcoin tie-in, right? I just said like, I'm, I'm going to start like my own ride share, BitCab, Hawaii. So on Facebook, you can search for that BitCab Hawaii, uh, and I just went like, you know, I just started posting ads for ride shares, and it was partially. Uh, to make some money on the side, which I never did. I lost a $5 bet to a buddy of mine. Um, cause he's like, you're never going to make anything out of this. Uh, and I, I, <laughs> and I said, well, we'll, we'll see, right. It depends how much effort I put into it. Um, but yeah, so I did that and then, uh, uh, you know, put it out there that I was available and, um, missed a couple of bookings just because, you know, I had other things when people wanted to. So I could have, I could have won the bet, um, but it was just like uh, an underground rod share service to partially, partially to make some extra money, but partially to, um, partially to just let people know that it was uh, available and that it so, would, yeah. you know, ride share service so looking, in Bitcoin. I'm looking at it now. So Craigslist had a problem with you running that service. Yeah, those fuckers kept shutting me down. Did they give you a reason or just? I think. Well, I think one of. The, I think it was auto declining at one point uh, because I was just posting too much. Uh, like, you know, okay. like, you know, every day I was like, hey, if you need a ride, give me a call. If you need a ride, give me a call. 
What's the? Can you scroll on far enough? What's the first day that I did this? Uh, May second, two thousand fourteen. Okay, so that's probably when I thought about it. Oh yeah. Oh no, that was the Coin Pro. That was from what's his name? Uh, that's, that's the earliest. That's the earliest. Josh. And, and then the last, the last one was uh, June, uh, December thirteenth, two thousand fifteen, or. June sixth, two thousand fourteen. That was the last. Okay, years. so probably around May, probably around May, around f- three years ago. Then you know, as as so, I guess not as right at the beginning of Bitcoin uh, of Uber and whatnot's popularity, but you know, they definitely took off since then. But I remember, I remember mentioning it to my my buddy. He's like, "Dude, why would anyone do that when they can just ride Uber?" And I was like, "Well, because Uber's not that big of a deal yet, and because I take Bitcoin." You know, <laughs> like, like you're missing the whole point, man. I understand that Uber's, you know, that Uber's a thing, uh, but it wasn't that big of a, it wasn't that big as big of a thing as it is now. Like three years is a lifetime, I guess. Uh, but there you go. So that that existed. There's another one. Like why why would I drive for Uber when I can drive for myself and make Bitcoin? Type of a thing. Yeah. And so and here's another one of those you know, uh, butts about. Uh, Bitcoin, you know, we're, we're always looking at the pros and cons, right? So one of the cons is there's probably better ways to pay for Uber or that type of service than Bitcoin. You know, people have credit cards and or be even easier just to have your account already set up with whatever service. That's the way Uber does it. It just dings your card on the car and go. Right. But that could easily be set up with Bitcoin. Just you know well it's it's not as easy and and you would i mean you, yes you could you could do any type of funding system is is if you're in total control of you know the back end um with an account, accounts and stuff uh yeah you could totally uh work that um but uh having a tie in to the credit system is probably the easiest way to do it currently so everything is priced in dollars, but yeah, I mean, like the whole credit card system, it's it's all digital anyway. They don't actually move funds around that often. Um, it's uh, yeah, it's all it's all uh, it's all digital computer money anyway. So that's why that's why I'm not so afraid of you know the the Bitcoin future. Okay, fair enough. Anything else? No, I think I'm done. I think we're pushing the clock too, so I don't wanna I don't wanna get into more. We can avoid it. Are we pushing the clock? Yeah, we're pushing the clock. All right, wrap it. Final thoughts? Um, Bye, Monero. Bye, Monero, as always. As always. <laughs> Screw Bitcoin. No, buy Bitcoin, too, because as long as that's going up, and I, I know MC's got some of that. Um, all right, I guess that'll do it for us. You guys know where to find us, anarchistexperience.com, uh, facebook.com slash anarchistexperience. Uh, join us in the groups and the chat, uh, facebook.com slash groups slash anarchistexperience. And if you want to pay us for this, uh, you know, I don't know if MC wants to set up, like, you know, buy some Monero and then donate it to MC. Uh, but we do it through Patreon, patreon.com slash the anarchist experience. Thank you very much for listening. And we'll talk to you all next week. Peace. <laughs>